Hey, you're listening to Terrifying Travels. Join two girls as we discuss a true crime story and a paranormal story in a new city every week. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Maddie. And I almost did not get through that. That was fantastic. <laughs> you did great. You did great. Thank you. Where are we going today, Maddie? We are heading up north, up into the cold for Christmas to Manitoba, Canada. That is where I am living right now. I'm currently going to university here because for some unknown reason, both my grandparents and then my parents decided to retire to the city that snows most of the year. Oh, my god. It's gosh. wonderful. Uh, I, it's I can't stand the cold. So you are just so much braver than me. <laughs> I would have picked like Jamaica or something. I swear. Plus, I literally did the opposite of that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I left the Caribbean and came here. No, it wasn't really a choice. I sure. At 17, my parents said, get on the plane. Yes. Yes, it's yes. But it's funny being here, though, because right now I'm working at a primary school and the kids are building snowmen or snowmen. And I've never done that before. And they're laughing because they, they can't comprehend that someone's never done that. Oh. I've only seen, and like, I'm not joking, I've only seen Mickey Mouse roll snowballs into snowmen. Oh, <laughs> like on a black will fall down the hill and slowly become a giant snowball. And apparently that's actually how it's done. Oh, really? And these kids have yeah, these kids have snowballs that are like coming up. They're, I don't think they're even called snowballs at that point. They're snow boulders. They're genuinely <laughs> coming up to my pet. They're huge. Oh, my gosh. They're like three feet around in diameter. They're insane. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. And yeah, and I'm telling the kids, like, I didn't know. Did you guys make this? This is incredible. And the kids are like, um, yeah, of course we made it. How else did we get here? <laughs> I'm like, but yeah, but did, like, your parents help you? Like, how did you do this? And they're like, no, Sabrina, stop it. <laughs> they're like, they just no, can't... you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, like, this is not incredible. This is just, like, you should have seen the one my dad made last year. I'm like, yeah, well, this is incredible to me. It's huge. <laughs> And then they just slam their bodies into it and destroy it, because that's what kids do. Oh, my gosh. Kids love breaking stuff. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know children could also be so possessive over snow. Like, yes. they'll just have little, tiny little chunks of snow, and full fights will break out over it. I'm like, guys, it's snow. Just go mine, more mine, together. Mine, 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 mine. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. In weird ways, I'm glad I didn't grow up here, because I'm also, I, they take forever to get dressed. Uh-huh. Yep. And I had a little boy yep. cry the other day because he brought me all these pieces that I've never seen before. He looked like he was going to rob a bank and he's getting mad because I don't know how to put it on for him. Like something has to go on first and then it has to go under this and on top of this. And I just couldn't. And he's crying and he's getting mad at me. And I'm like, listen, we're going to call my mother works at the school, too. And we're like, I'm going to call my mom. <laughs> and She's going to help us. Because, oh, again, he goodness. just didn't understand that I've never, I'm 25, but I've never put this stuff on. I'm really sorry, kid. I don't know what you want. Yeah. It's like. Uh, he, in first grade, he doesn't have the ability to articulate what he wants. Oh, my goodness. And we're both about to just sit down and cry in the corner. And I'm like, I don't know what you want. <laughs> At that point, I'd be like, listen, I'm putting it on your body. If it works, it works. Like, I'm not, I can't, I'm not your arm, surely. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I'm glad I'm, I moved to the older classes this week, and it's so much better because they can dress themselves. But the tiny children, and I get it, they have so much to put on. And I love 
I love them too. They're so stubborn. They'll have me put their gloves on and then they'll try to put their shoes on. And it's like, even <laughs> I know that's not going to work. <laughs> but oh of my course, gosh. there's always that boy who's like, I'll make it work because I said it's going to work. It's going to work. Going to work. Gosh darn it. He did going to get it done. He did. <laughs> I'm sure he had so much snow in his pants because he didn't get them on properly. But you know what? The boots were on. Yeah. Were they on properly? No, but they were on. They were on. They okay. Were on. Off that topic of how horrible winter You know, winter's beautiful. It's just the last couple days, there's been a lot of wind in my face. And did you know you actually can't breathe in cold wind? Uh, it sucks the air out of you. Horrible. Ooh. Ooh, ooh. I had to actually turn around out of the wind to be able to inhale. And then I turned back and suffocated. Oh, God. So, yeah, this is great. Um, that's not going to be part of our destination suggestions. <laughs> Maybe go in the summer. Do what the you snowbirds what? do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, Manitoba has a beautiful summer as well. And it is, like, winter is beautiful. Just don't come during whatever we're having right now. And it's not a blizzard. I did ask. It's not a blizzard. It's just really bad weather. Are you having, uh, what's it called, uh, La Nina right now? <laughs> a little girl? No, no, it's it's like a certain it's like a yearly storm cell that kind of like uh causes like extreme cold fronts. I no, think it's no, literally no, called La Nina though. That would make sense. Uh yeah. no, cuz it's actually it's been warmer this the last couple days and by warmer I absolutely do mean minus 7. Um no, it's just we've had a bunch of snow dumped on us and it was super windy. Um, Otherwise it's actually been warmer. Which is very confusing, and it, which is nice, too, because when you do go outside, it is beautiful if you're protected by, like, a building. But oh, yeah, in yeah. a brief period, I had to face towards the wind. It really does. It's what I imagine being asthmatic is like. I'm trying to inhale, and nothing is going in. Yeah, as an asthmatic, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was unpleasant. And, of course, I just happened to meet someone on the road who wants to talk. And I'm like, okay, we turn around so you can die while I talk. <laughs> oh my gosh back to what we're supposed to be doing yes 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 so what are you drinking maddie oh okay um so it is currently like 1 30 in the afternoon here but i woke up late um so i'm having my coffee but i have made it a canadian coffee and a canadian coffee is where instead of sugar you add maple oh, syrup yeah, to your coffee <laughs> So you I, there, I knew you were going to say that. Yes. So I have added maple syrup and a little bit of vanilla extract to my coffee today. Um, and if I wanted to feel even more Canadian, you can add a shot of Canadian whiskey into it as well. well have, I've got that over here. There you go. <laughs> I actually don't like uh, maple syrup. I like store-bought syrup that's like not maple syrup. I also wow. don't like Canadian. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Well, it's, like growing up outside of Canada, that stuff, maple syrup was super expensive. I mean, I think it's super That's expensive true. anywhere, That's but in the Caribbean, true. it was super expensive. My mom actually had yep. like a special jar that had it, and I swear she had that thing for half my life. Nobody touched it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it was well, just it was special occasions. So that makes I, sense. <clears throat> yeah. So I am drinking Crown Royal. 
which is actually made in Manitoba, in, in Gimli, which we will discuss in a future episode, actually. Ooh, um, okay. It is, I bought a tidy one. I think it, my mom calls them Mickeys, and I think I heard that's a Canadian term. Mickeys. It's a better term than baby bottles. They're just smaller oh. bottles. <laughs> I got you like yeah. little bottles of whiskey, not yeah, the well, full size not whiskey. Necessarily little, little. It's it's about the size of my hand. Oh, okay. But okay, I don't okay. drink enough, and I will never drink a whole bottle of whiskey in my life. Oh my gosh, no. So he gave me the tiny one, um, and it's also you know it's cheaper. I didn't need to buy the whole thing. Um, personally, I remember one year I drove across the year my family and I drove across Canada because we've never gone camping before. My parents decided to do a whole month of it at once. All of Canada, apparently, was out of Crown Royal, and it was, like, a really big deal. Oh. It was on oh. the news. It was on the news. <laughs> Throughout the month, people were complaining, and then they'd be like, it was found at this location, and they would sell out there. And my parents were laughing because, for some unknown reason, we had a whole bottle of it, and my mom's like, we should get back to Winnipeg and sell it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I I can't I can't say that's unusual. I think Tennessee would do the same thing if like Jack Daniels just suddenly ran out, you know? But how did it run out? How does one just run out of whiskey? How or anything I, like that? Right? It's like you have to store it in like barrels. So are all the barrels just like gone? Like yeah, so what like happened? Ten years ago, did someone screw up and make only one barrel or something? <laughs> like I would I would have understood. If either during COVID it ran out because everyone drank it all, or five years <laughs> from COVID everyone ran out because none was made during that year. Oh my gosh. But this oh would have been 2018 because it was the year before I went to China. So like the world was relatively okay then. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Can, can we give a shout out to our friends in China real fast? Uh, yeah. Anna and Shabnam and Isaac and Jess. Stay strong, you guys. Just with all COVID is just spreading rapidly over there. Um, I'm pretty sure Shabnam told me last night that her and Isaac and Sunny yes. all have COVID right now. Yeah. Um, Isaac messaged me and he's like, after three years, I finally got it. And my dumbass was like, he's engaged. <laughs> and then I was like, that is absolutely not how he would tell me. No, 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 no. And it hit me. No, there's something else, though, he's been avoiding for three years. Yes. And it, it sounds like they've got an older case of it, too. Like, the one I yeah. had, there was no fever or anything. Isaac, well, my, my student also had it. She had a terrible, like, she had a bad enough fever that she didn't come to class. And it was an online class. Ooh. Yes. Anyone who's taught especially little girls in China. Little, I had a child who was actually in the waiting room to, for an operation and she was taking yeah. my online classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if she had a fever and she couldn't come, she and she's previously been sick in class. It's a yeah. computer, who cares? So, yes, shout out to you guys. Listen to our podcast on repeat. Download it every time <laughs> you listen to it, though. Oh and we gosh. love it. We love you and stay safe and get to feeling better and everything um, and just stay safe over there right now. Oh, this is going to be a hard episode, though, because at least he gave me Crown Royal Apple and I could smell it. it smells like green apples, Ooh. but it, it also smells like whiskey. <laughs> apples and whiskey. Oh, no, I can't. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
So now we know that Sabrina can't shoot whiskey. Oh, yeah, no, what's her name? Not Mariah Carey, the other one. Carrie Underwood would be so disappointed with me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm 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 definitely the girl he would cheat with. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So shall we hop into your fun facts and silly laws about Manitoba? Yes. So our fun facts are they're kind of fun. I think there's a couple of them that are pretty interesting, but our silly laws are great, and I think they fit in really well with what we're doing. Yes. Okay. Cool. Okay. So we have Manitoba facts. Let's see. The, the Winnipeg Folk Festival is one of the oldest and largest folk festivals in the world. Uh, I was actually at their one this year. And I think because of COVID, it was shut down for, you know, those two years. And I think they had the biggest attendance possibly ever at this one. Everyone was so excited to be back. Oh, my gosh. So it was really fun. Um, it was really muddy, though, and I was not dressed properly. So I didn't have the greatest time because of that. Um, well, unfortunately, my I was there for an American blues artist who had COVID at the time and didn't get to come. So oh, I was, no. I was, yeah, I was a bit down because of that. But it was a really interesting. Like, everyone comes. And I imagine it's kind of like attending Coachella. And I know there's people who are listening to this and laughing at me for saying that. But everyone just came however they felt. Yeah, so everyone came dressed however they felt, which was really cool. Like, you had some people dressed. There were actually some people who, as I, I talked to them, too, some people who genuinely have been coming since the beginning. So their hippie costumes were not costumes. I shouldn't have said the oh. word costumes, but I call everything a costume. <laughs> yeah. Their hippie outfits were genuinely, oh. like, they were the same girls who were there when it started dressed as the hippies that they actually are. Then oh, there were... There were people who were dressed in bright colors. There might have been a man in a Speedo. Um, <laughs> then there were, and I, I love people watching, and there were girls there with their, like, boyfriends who were, like, t- there was one girl whose boyfriend was, like, 20 years older than her. He was Ugh. busy. He was busy sending business emails. Her hippie costume was straight out of Fashion Nova. It was kind of cute, though, watching them. It's like, girl, you know what? Live your life. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, it was really cool, though. Anyway, That's good. number two is this one's a really good one. Folklorama is the world's largest and longest running multicultural festival featuring featuring over 44 cultural pavilions. And it's literally the whole city. Each like I've only been to. I think I've only been to Italy because my friend was dancing in it. But like they literally they just there's a building and for like three or four days, maybe even a week. I don't know. They just do like this whole Italian festival. Oh. And then if you want to, if you don't want to go to the Italian festival anymore, you can go to the Ethiopian festival and then the Ukrainian festival. It's just all happening at once. So you can genuinely, and like they do it hardcore. You can genuinely leave with souvenirs from that country. Oh, that's cool. So it's like uh, Epcot, but on steroids. Yeah, but, like, in one city for just, like, a week or two. Oh. Yeah, it's it's actually, I think another city in Canada does something similar to it, but I've only been to this one. Oh. I shouldn't say that. I'm sh- many cities might also do it as well, but my dad, my parents met in the city of Regina, so that's why I know about that when they lived there for a while. Wait, Virginia? No, Regina. <laughs> 
I tried to pass over that one really fast. I, I, I was like, Virginia? They met in Virginia? No, I was born in Regina. And Isaac, there is a video, Isaac played it for me, that's called Experience Regina. You should look it up. It's great. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Well, that's uh, Ryan Reynolds called it the city that rhymes with fun. <laughs> Yes, so yeah, I tried to just pass over that one quick. Thanks for picking up on it. Sorry, I was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, you are not the only one. Growing up, I learned pretty quickly to stop telling people where I was born. <laughs> I'm from Nevis, but I am born in Canada. That's it. That's all that you need to know. There you go. <laughs> yep. It's actually, that was a nice part about moving to Canada where people have heard of it. It's the capital mm. city of the province right beside Manitoba. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so everyone's heard of it, and yeah, so I don't have to get that. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> the Canadian Fossil Discovery Center in Morden has the largest collection of prehistoric marine fossils. And uh, yeah, apparently there were marine fossils in North America, like in Canada at one time, including, mm-hmm. you're going to love this. You're going to love this for me personally, including the world's largest publicly displayed mosasaur which is a giant shark named <gasps> what's his name maddie what's his name uh 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 moses <laughs> no oh my gosh i'm stunned you don't know this bruce no, no, no. bruce bruce oh his name's bruce oh yes oh like right like like oh you must have not have been part of that oh you're not involved in that never mind well, whoa <laughs> <laughs> what that is, I didn't intentionally name my tattoo, but that's my tattoo's name. Oh, that's right. Yes. That's because right. Because the animatronic shark in Jaws is also named Bruce. It's And that could possibly be all related. And the shark in Nemo is named Bruce. Rangers. And that's definitely related to either yes. this shark or the Jaws shark. And so yes. it just started being a joke where we called my shark tattoo Bruce. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yes. Oh, I didn't know you didn't know that. Never mind. This is awkward now. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> that that does seem like a fun fact that I would know, but I just don't. <laughs> well, you, you do know, actually. You I do know, know now. I know it now. <laughs> no, because I do know that when we went to Mango's, if I run around just right, I can make Bruce swim. And I know I've shown you that. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. So you do know that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> The world's, I haven't seen him yet, though. I got back to Canada and found out about that. But unfortunately, <clears throat> Morden is a hot spot for COVID this summer. So oh. I did not go there. So eventually, I definitely will go, though. Yes. yes. This next dinosaur, I do know. The world's largest trilobite, known as Isotelus rex, was discovered in northern Manitoba and is currently housed at the Manitoba Museum in Winnipeg, which I have seen. I went on a great first date with a really shitty guy there. <laughs> oh. Yep, I love stuff like that. Okay, yep. the inspiration for James Bond was a famous World War II spy master, Sir William, William Stephenson, who was born and raised in Winnipeg. I almost did that case. I literally almost did that one. I went with the one I'm going to do, but I almost did that one. Like That's actually crazy. I never found that one at all. 
Oh, I I think it's in the police museum like website that I was looking at. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Did you know Winnie the Pooh was inspired by a black bear named Winnie, who is named after Manitoba's capital city, Winnipeg? There is oh. a statue of him at the park. Oh, that's really cute. That's I a have cute a fact. He used to be at the zoo when I was really young, and one time we visited, so I have a picture with him as well. Oh, that's cute. Okay, and this is the most important one I'm going to tell you. Okay. Paul Faraci invented pizza pops in Winnipeg in 1964. What are pizza pops? I don't know, but they involve pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you would know. No. Are those bagel bites? Um, You know, I've only ever heard the, and that's why we drink girls, mention bagel bites, so I don't actually know what those are. I was oh thinking my like gosh. Pop Rocks? Hot Pockets. Hot Pockets. Oh. Oh. Maybe. One of the Hot Pockets. Am I just going to, like, Google what a pizza pop is? What's a pizza pop? It sounds like a weird combination of pizza and a popsicle, in which case I'm not interested. (laughs) There's a whole website. Pizza Pops are weird pizza. Okay, they're Pizza Pockets. They're they're basically Hot Pockets. Yeah. Hillsbury? Oh, my God. They're like, they're like calzones. They're like microwavable calzones. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ah. Although the website makes me really uncomfortable. There's a man that's a microwave (laughs) with arms and legs. Okay, we're, (laughs) we, that's an off topic I don't want to go to. (laughs) I did have pizza for lunch today, though. I had pizza for dinner last night, but I never went to sleep. So that's like lunch. Hey, there you go. Yes. Okay. And the last uh, fun fact Snow White's illustrator, Charles Thorson, grew up in Gimli, where my alcohol is from. It is believed that the Disney Snow White character was based on a waitress Thorson met at, at a diner at the West End of Winnipeg. Oh. Yes. That is a fun fact. Right? Oh. Okay. Cool. Now, would you like, I actually had that one I had no idea about. Yeah, I, did, I didn't either. Okay. Would you like our weird laws? Yes. Yes, 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 I'm ready. Okay. Some of these, like, might make sense. Uh, Some of these might have made sense at one time. Some of these, though, it's like the airplane one. Who went on the bouncy thing in heels, and now we have this rule? Yes. Okay. In Winnipeg, the city removes the snow on sidewalks, except for a two-block stretch on Osborne Street. On these streets, homeowners must do it themselves or face a fine. Why? Hmm. Why? yeah, like Osborne Street is kind of the artsy district, sort of. Mm. Why on earth is this the only area in the city that they don't do? Is it like a technicality? Like it's like a mix of city and county. So like county I, laws and city laws are contradicting there. I can't imagine because it's literally right in the middle of the city. Really? Yeah. What I'm thinking, though, is Winnipeg designed their streets terribly. Everything (laughs) is like a random one way street and you're allowed to park. It's so hard to figure out where you can park downtown, but you can park down the most random streets. So it's very possible that the city just got sick of having everyone parked on the street so they couldn't shovel. Oh, this is the sidewalk. So this is not the street. Yeah. Oh, God Mm. knows. Hmm. You know what? Let's just say Osborne was just having so many parties that the city was like, fine, do it yourself. 
<laughs> that is there exactly what happened. Yeah. Okay. This is a fun one. Winnipeg forbids all even-toed ungulates, except for domestic sheep as pets. Even-toed... So, uh, wait, what was that word? U-N-G-U-L-A-T-E-S. Ungulates? Ungulates? Which I'm assuming if we're allowed domestic sheep, then it's like some kind of farm animal. But we're not allowed to have them. We can only have sheep as pets. Huh. So I'm trying to think, just think of an even-toed animal. Don't most animals have odd number of toes? Well, it's something in like sheep and sheep and... Sheeps have hooves. Hooves. But if there are sheep's hooves, yeah, I'm thinking a camel toe. There's two <laughs> put together. Yeah, there's two. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, sheep... Uh, donkeys got so- have solid ones. They don't have two. Cows. Cows. Okay, so you yeah. can't have a pet camel. <laughs> no pet cow. No pet camel. Wow, that's okay. Okay, okay. Okay, so here we go. And this one, I kind of, I, I'm kind of okay with. It's illegal to perform an impromptu live performance on public transit in Winnipeg without prior consent. Perform what on pr- on public transport? An impromptu live performance. Oh. <laughs> oh. Which I think that happens more in the United States where someone's like, and I've made a new song. Listen, everybody. Oh, my gosh. I hate when that happens. I've never had it happen, thankfully. So I guess I could thank Winnipeg for letting me have that. Yes. I mean, I've, I've definitely been on the, uh, there was, I've definitely been on the, uh, not the train, because we don't have those here. What's it called? A bus. Oh. When the drug, well into her drugs, she was up there and she was singing a great song. <laughs> that wasn't intentional, though. I don't think that was like an impromptu performance. I think that was a, she just was singing a song. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? She was enjoying herself. And I, there was another woman who was talking to her imaginary parrot. The parrot was talking back and I could hear it. I just couldn't see it. <laughs> The parrot was also her. That was actually the best performance. <laughs> I really enjoyed that train ride, that bus ride home. That's some top tier ventriloquism, like right she, there. She was fantastic. And the parrot was talking back to her in like a parrot voice. And oh they had a conversation. God. And I was taking the bus all the way to the end. And it was oh the whole God. time. She was oh fantastic. My God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. Oh, my goodness. And this one gets my brother because my brother is creating an imaginary mafia and my cat Morgan is going to be his henchman. (laughs) But number four is you cannot use an animal to protect your illegal activities. Oh, darn. (laughs) Yep. And he figured Morgan's a good cat. He wouldn't snitch. But now you can't use Morgan. No, no, can't use that. But it doesn't say you can't use a plate. You can't use a plate? (laughs) <laughs> is that something you might do i'm just giving an alternative here okay <laughs> okay you're right you're right you're right it doesn't say you can't use an inanimate object to cover up your crimes like no officer it's the car that did the hit and run not me <laughs> okay yeah i mean i guess you're not wrong they could probably prove it wrong in a court of law but at least the lie itself is not illegal Exactly. Okay. Now, I did, those were only four, so I expanded to weird Canadian laws because I thought this wouldn't be enough time, and here we have been talking forever, so whatever. But these <laughs> are really good, okay? Yeah. So there's only four. 
it's illegal to pretend to practice witchcraft. Oh, so you have to be all or nothing. Yes. However, this law was removed in 2018. So for the last, what, four years, you could be a fake witch. That's totally okay. (laughs) Prior to 2018, if you're going to tell someone you're casting a spell on them, you better cast that spell. You better cast that spell. You yep. better hex them, you better curse them, give them the evil eye, like, all that jazz. Yeah, you better do it in real life, no pretense. <laughs> okay, this law was also removed in 2018, which concerns me. It was illegal to challenge or accept a duel. But you... it's now legal? I guess. So, Maddie, what you doing tomorrow? <laughs> I will be in Spain. <laughs> you're right i can't get that far it's the second episode in a row we've discussed we've discussed dueling though and what is yeah. legal and illegal that's so that's very true that's very true. also removed in 2018 although it's too late for this one At, before 2018 it was illegal to scare the queen oh oh yeah I oh i know <laughs> however like for the last four years of her life, you could totally scare her in Canada. <laughs> Can I, are, are they going to change that to now you can't scare the king? I wonder if they were, I wonder if she had like a health scare in 2018 and they're like, take that off the record. We don't need that oh. right now. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> no. Um, okay. And it is, the last one is, it is illegal to scare a child or sick person to death. Oh, Oh. One of those ones where it's like, why do we have that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, why do we have that? And that is why my video is off right now. It is illegal to scare a child to death. So. <laughs> I mean, both of our videos are off right now, so. <laughs> oh, look at us just saving the world and not breaking Since any laws. Saving the world, that, not breaking laws. I didn't. I didn't see that one removed, so that one could yeah. still, that one should still be a thing. I feel like that's okay to have. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so Maddie, would you like to tell us about anything interesting to do in Manitoba? Yeah, I got some travel recommendations for you guys. So okay, I will um, think, just to get through this alcohol. I'll take a drink every time I've done one of them. Oh gosh. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna start off our list with a UNESCO site. So my first travel recommendation. Is a UNESCO site in Manitoba, but I would recommend if you're going to visit. Um, hmm, what am I trying to say? If you do are it going respectfully. to do it respectfully, yes, is what I'm trying to say. Just do it very, very respectfully because this is uh, Indigenous people's lands. Um, so this UNESCO site is Pima Chi Owen Aki. Uh, so I'll sorry, take it. I- if I butchered that, uh, it means the land that gives life. And it's a landscape of rivers, lakes, wetland, wetlands, and a bo- boreal forest. Um, it's part of the ancestral home of the Anishinaabeg, Anishinaabeg people uh, who use the land for fishing, hunting, and gathering. Um, and there are, it has the traditional lands of four of those of the indigenous people's communities. Um, so when if you plan on going there, please be very, very mindful of whose land you are on and respect it to the utmost like respect. And if you're taking 
things there to like have like a picnic or something, bring it back with you. Don't leave any trash behind. Like just respect UNESCO sites and respect our nature and respect the people who are there on the land for sure. That's something um, that really gets my mom is when we go on a hike and there's trash. Oh my God. It, it, mm, it boils my blood, man. I'm just like, oh my God. She is that person who collects it. And I don't know why she also does it because nobody's there. They've already left, but she definitely mm-hmm. does the, why is this trash here? This beautiful area and there's trash everywhere. And it's like, mom, they're a uh, long gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although uh. one time we did kayak to like this little secluded island and that you could camp on which is super cool but someone left their fire still lit and they were gone but the fire was still there so she did when she got back she did let the um i don't even know what you call them the people who kind of run the campsite area uh park rangers no but let basically that yeah 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 yeah. And like that one I'm fine with like yeah yeah you definitely have to let them know because they they can also find out who booked it last but they left a they left the fire basically. Yeah. And I think yeah, that's the year we were there, half of half of Canada was on fire too. So let's not yeah. add to that. Oh uh, yeah, still. Oh my gosh. Yeah, just be very respectful of nature if you were planning on traveling out in nature. Um, but here are some non-naturey things that you can look into in Manitoba. I got ten travel recommendations. Okay, slow one. down so I can drink what I drink too. Okay, here we go. Number one, the Folks National Historic Site. Forks. That should say Forks. Sorry. Oh, Forks. Okay. I got it's, it's, at, it's at the fork in the river. Ah, Forks National Historic Site. Uh, I love the Forks. Yeah. So I'll drink to that. Yes. There you go. It is definitely one of my favorite parts of Winnipeg, mostly because, I mean, it's a beautiful area, but also they have a... Uh, what is it? A food court, basically, that has food from all over the world and mine. Oh, so I can get a pretty good roadie from there. Nice. nice yeah. Nice. So that's always nice. My brother and I, whenever one of us goes down, it's like you will buy me a roadie. Bring it home. Yes. 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 OK, I'll drink to that. <laughs> okay. It's really confusing me because the apple is delicious and I can smell the apple, but underneath it I can smell whiskey and I should have put yes. ice in it. Yes. Oh, ice. Or just yes. left it outside. <laughs> True. All right. Number two, Hecla Provincial Park. Never heard of it. Okay. Three, Bennock Point Petroforms. I cook bannock when I can't sleep at 3 a.m. Does that count? <laughs> I've Not never been there. I've never heard of it. Pet, also, petroforms are boulder outlines or boulder mosaics. So they're little man, human-made shapes and patterns that line up large rocks on an open ground. So. Oh. Well, then I'll put that on my list. That sounds like it could be really pretty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Really nice. Okay. In the summer. Uh, in the summer. In the summer. <laughs> Number four, Prince of Wales Fort. Never heard of it. Okay. I'm doing great. Yes. <laughs> Number five, Fort Gibraltar. Never heard of it. Hmm. We have a Gibraltar. Actually, I don't think that's true. Oh. Gibraltar is in Spain. It is in Spain, but it's UK so I don't know. owned. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's still we'll UK cover that owned. in our Spain episode then, because that's really yes. interesting. Yes, the fun fact. That would explain, because I was always unsure as to why, 
we were a French and then British territory. Actually, both countries I've lived in were a French and then British territory. Um, oh, I left out China in that one. But um, why do, does Canada have Gibraltars? But that would make sense if it's UK owned. Yeah, yeah, it's UK. Okay. UK owned. Yeah. Okay, let's keep going. Number six, Le Musée de Saint Boniface Museum. I have not been there, but I've been to St. Boniface, if that counts. Like, just to St. Boniface, not to the museum? No, I didn't even know there was a museum. <laughs> I'm going to say that counts. Take a take a drink. Okay. okay, hold on. But if you cross over the bridge that I won't tell you what it looks like, but you'll know what it looks like. If you cross over that bridge at the Forks, you go right into St. Boniface. Nice. Winnipeg loves phallic symbols. I think also Le Musée de means the museum of. So I yeah, think yeah, I yeah. just said the Museum of St. Boniface Museum. It, oh, God, that is terrible. I got to stop drinking. Um, <laughs> in, in Canada, the French is supposed to go before the, the English. So you'll see things that just says Rue something street. Oh, it's very okay. repetitive. But um, St. Boniface is actually the French part of the city. So it's understandable. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, number seven. Inglis Grain Elevator National Historical Site. I've never heard of that, but the grain elevators on the prairies are actually super cool. Yeah. yeah. I definitely want photos of them. Yeah, they're really pretty. The train, like, do you know how grain elevators work? Because my mom's explained it to me. Uh, not really, no. Okay, well, my mom is from the prairies, so she's seen it. But it's literally this tall thin building maybe like two or three floors and the grain is in the top of it and the train goes into it and it just pushed right into the train and the train keeps going oh oh that's cool yeah and they're also like really maybe because they're unique to the area they're really pretty oh and I only know this because my mom has them but you can get Canadian I don't know what type of alcohol but they my mom has them that come in grain elevator looking bottles they're really cute Oh, maybe a, a rye whiskey? That could make sense. Hmm. I have absolutely no idea. And I don't think she ever, like, my mom's not a drinker, so I don't think she ever drank it. She just has the bottles for luck. So oh, if I throw my yeah, yeah. alcohol in it, it could have been a garage sale find. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I was also terrified of breaking them, so I never touched them. <laughs> yeah, no, no touch. No touch, no touch. Uh, number eight, Cape Mary Battery. Never heard of it. <laughs> number nine lower fort gary national historic site okay give me a second to drink and then i'll talk <laughs> oh i tried really hard not to make a face but you can't see it yes i have been there on accident i think i think i've been there on accident so the fort gary, yes the fort gary hotel which i will be discussing today right behind it I think that is the Lower Fort Gary National Historical Site. It is very tiny, which confuses me. But that mm. also could just be what's left. So um. I have either I have either been there or I have not. Oh, I see, I see. Oh, that's interesting. That's yes, interesting. but it was it was nice, and I I think I was there because it did have like a light up screen that sang and told you a story. So I do think I was actually there. 
Oh, nice. In which case, it's literally right beside the Fort Gary Hotel, which is kind of, I think that stuff like that is great. Fort Gary Hotel is really well situated. It's a beautiful hotel, and it's right beside the Forks and a lot of really nice things. Ooh. So if nice. you have the money, it'd be a great hotel to stay at. I wouldn't even visit the city. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And our last one, my last travel recommendation, number 10, Stonewall Quarry Park. Never heard of it. All right. So you had three. I had three. three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? I took really big gulps to get rid of it. <laughs> is, like, I'm not trying to, like, I, I'm just not a whiskey drinker. I'm a rum drinker at home. I'm a tequila drinker. And I'm a wine drinker. Wine. So oh. this. This just isn't hitting my spot. I'm sorry. I'm not John Wick. Um, <laughs> but, like, I'm really enjoying that I can taste the apple. But I can also taste the whiskey. Maybe you just need to do, like, a whiskey Coke or something. I really thought of that. Uh, I don't have any Coke up here, though. I'd have to go oh. down to my parents. And, again, it's 7 in the morning, and I can't really go down and be like, hey, can I have a mixer for my whiskey? True, 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 true. Yes. So I poured myself a very tiny amount. Um, Then again, I also don't know what I'm pouring for whiskey. So (laughs) nice, 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 nice. And yeah, those are my travel recommendations. And Sabrina, you mentioned the Fort Gary Hotel that you'll be covering. Do we want to jump into that? Yeah, totally. Uh, The Fort Gary is actually coming much later in my um list of places but my list of places are actually quite short which is nice because we we talked for quite a bit which is fine um I like I said in our last episode I really look forward to somewhere where I can really dig into a case so Mm -hmm. far I've not been able to do that which is frustrating because everywhere I could find including I actually have a quote here from Sir Arthur Conan Doyle who everyone knows as the writer of Sherlock Holmes pretty Mm -hmm. big name Mm -hmm. He says, Winnipeg stands very highly among the places we have visited for its great paranormal potential. But could I find any research? No. (laughs) I even found a a podcast from the city, uh, Giving Up the Ghost, which was quite interesting to listen to. But even they said the same thing. Like, they had all the things I had. And they even spoke to people. They're obviously from the city and, like, had connections. Oh, yeah, yeah. And even they'd be like, yeah, well, they debunked some stuff, which I also found that information online. Other times they were like, well, this is all we've got. Like, we don't have a Mm. lot of information on this. So it is really frustrating. So I took... I did find some really interesting things. And like I was driving in the car with my mom the other day. I'm like, did you know? So that is kind of cool. It is a really interesting city. Um, I kind of get on people's case when people are like, Winnipeg's really boring. Winnipeg is a really interesting city if you want to find it. Yes. Like with any city, if you ignore the interesting things, Winnipeg could be a dull city. Yeah. Um, And unfortunately for Winnipeg, it's frozen half the year. Oh. Like minus 20 is quite normal here and for winnipeggers that's totally fine minus zero and they take off their clothes (laughs) for foreigners that's not how it works yeah so however in the summer winnipeg goes hard there are festivals all summer long because they gotta suffer it when they get it anyway so let's so let's start with the masonic temple at (gasps) the Oh, actually, let me screen share with you because I actually have 
I did not take this photo, but that is the Masonic <laughs> Temple. It is at 335 Donald Street. It is around 125 years old, and it seems to have some ghosts who felt like saying, but nobody seems to know where they came from. Oh. Yeah. So the building was Masonic Temple from 1895 to 1968, which is a relatively long time. Then it was three different restaurants and nightclubs for much oh. of the rest of the 21st century. And the last one closed in 1999, and it has been empty ever since. Oh. Quick side note. That is actually what I love about Winnipeg is some of these buildings are old, and there used to be a nightclub. Uh, I think it died because of COVID. But it was in an old bank. And oh. the, the, the washrooms were actually in the old vaults. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Which is, which is kind of shit, though, because you didn't get cell phone service. So everyone goes to send those drunk texts while taking those drunk peas. But you couldn't do it, which actually, I take that back. That's actually great. (laughs) Not being able to send the drunk texts. But it was was also down a spiral staircase. And the only time I'd ever been there, I was in like massive stilettos. You know me. Oh, my God. So my friend definitely helped me not fly down those stairs. Yeah. But it was really even drunk. Like, I wish I'd been there sober, but nobody goes to a nightclub sober. But even drunk, I was like, this is so pretty. I'm going down a spiral staircase. There was crown molding at the top. Yeah. Like, I was even at a house party one time. I was with my dad, too. It was a weird time. I'm a weird family. And we were both (laughs) sitting there and we're, we're looking up. It's like, we're at a house party. And we're like, look at these stunning crown moldings. Like, we were definitely admiring how stunning the building was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Winnipeg's really cool for stuff like that. Like, as a photographer, sorry, I don't consider myself a photographer, but I take a lot of photos. Winnipeg is fantastic for that purpose. Good. Nice. But like I said, it's frozen. <laughs> okay, so it has been empty ever since. Um, footsteps and movement could be heard. Her- oh, Sabrina. I'm an English teacher. <laughs> Footsteps and movement could be heard after closing time, but there are no reports as to anything prior to that. So, like, we don't know where these footsteps come from, and I don't even have any information on, like, much about these footsteps, but they hear chairs moving around and stuff after closing time as a restaurant. Yeah. And the building's been abandoned for, like, I guess it closed in 1999, so it's been abandoned for, like, 25 years now. Oh, I remember hearing that they were going to do something with it, but I don't actually recall what I heard. Oh. Yeah, so it's a wee bit frustrating. But Okay, so this is more... Oh, let me get you a picture of the Vaughn Street Jail. Look at that. Ooh. Okay, so the, Masonic, the Masonic Temple I've seen. I'm going to have to go hunt this down because I've never seen this. And look at it. Ooh. It's so nice. This is nice. Right? Okay. Oh, but wait, it's not going to be nice anymore. So it is no longer a jail. Duh. Oh. Oh. Um, but in the 19th and early 20th century, it was a type of prison people of all ages could end up for any crime. Um, which, like we talked about in my country, that's the type of prison we have at home. That's mm-hmm. not good. Weird stuff yeah. happens there. Yeah, it yeah. was actually designed to be attractive from the outside to try to break stereotypes of bleak, sad-looking prisons. (laughs) Which is great. I'm going to a horrible, torturous prison, but at least it's pretty. 
at least it's pretty. It's got the yes. aesthetics. Yes, I've actually gone to that school. Oh. <laughs> Horrible school. But you know what? It was one of the nicest schools in the country. So. Mm. Originally, it was supposed to house short-term sentences for around most of the middle portion of Canada. But due to overcrowding, that that changed pretty quickly. Which, that's, mm. that's always the story, right? It was supposed to be just a jail, and then it became a prison. Yep. And here we go. It was also used as an insane asylum until oh. an actual one was built in 1886. Oh, that's just peachy. Yeah. That's just oh. great. Whenever you hear a prison was also an insane asylum, you know some freaky shit's about to happen. That's like two ghost hotspots, like a prison, a sailor asylum, just put them together. Like <laughs> always. Well, not to mention, like always. I'm so glad someone who st- who studied psychology. I am so glad we separated the two. I mean, it, it took so long. I can actually use the word finally because it was only recently. But yeah. God, thank God, we separated the two because they are yeah, not yeah, the yeah. same. Yep. yep, and yep, with, yep. However, when you put the two together, you create one. Yep. Yep. Like, you cannot treat, not insane is not the word, but you cannot treat those people as criminals because you create criminals that way. Yes, yes, absolutely. So that's, the problem, that's the problem we have in my country is they put everyone into one prison and then you have people who just stole a loaf of bread are now hanging out with the killers. Yep. And yep. now we have a hot mess. Okay, in 1930, it became a youth detention center. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh we God. are checking off all the lists here until it fully closed in 1984. So, like, last month. <laughs> 1984, like, last month. <laughs> but in the grand scheme of things. Like, yes, it's in the grand closed. scheme of things. Oh, my God. Okay. Many prisoners pass from natural-ish causes. Uh-huh. Ooh. Uh-huh. But 13 were actually executed here, there. Um, there have been suggestions that there were possibly actually 20 or more people ex- executed. I don't know how we go from 13 to 20, though. Oh, that's like However, seven I'm extra s- people. Yeah, and like, I'm bad at math, but not that bad. <laughs> wow, I'm actually feeling this whiskey right now. I think I'm going to do this more often. Oh, God. <laughs> yep. Okay. We're, we're both in altered states because I have a headache and you've been drinking and like. <laughs> I had the wildest headache yesterday and I put fizzy water in my water bottle and I didn't think that one through and every time I opened it it just shot into my face. <laughs> yep. It's a great oh, day yesterday. Okay, and here's even better, Maddie. How many of those executions do you think went smoothly? Ooh. Ooh, out out of the 20 or out of the 13? Your choice. Okay, out of the 13, I'm going to say that only three went smoothly. I think you'd be about right, because up to 70% of those executions went wrong. That's pretty damn close. (laughs) Yeah, and... Death row inmates all over Canada could anticipate their rope being too slack, resulting in strangulation, or too short, resulting in decapitation. Oh, God. And this was public. Oh, God. 
Oh, yes. Actually, oh. I knew I knew the name of your guy. Some of the men executed were two mass murderers, possibly killing a family, which you will tell. Oh, no, you won't tell me about because this is a different guy. Oh. And Bloody Jack Kravchenko. Yep, Kravchenko. Okay, and Earl Nelson were Winnipeg's first serial killers. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. They- the youngest inmates were as young as children. And as a teacher, I couldn't put a number down. Oh, my gosh. Oh so my I just have children. As young as children. Oh, my God. So that's like 3 to 18. Yes. Anywhere between EF teaching ages. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't imagine so, a child in a jail. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For wild reasons, including theft, truancy, harassing old horse or harassing horses sorry just regular horses <laughs> <laughs> the kicking it's not oh my god sabrina the old comes in with you could go to jail for kicking old ladies which i have met some old ladies go ahead and kick them <laughs> i will pay your bail kiddo <laughs> that is not endorsing kicking old ladies and i don't have a lot of money i will not be paying your bail it, it's just the audacity of old ladies. Like, that's all oh it is. Oh, my God. Some of them. But, yeah, you could go to jail for... I could understand kicking old ladies. Depending on the time, that would be a common thing in a country is just, like, teaching a child proper respect and behavior. But harassing horses? Yeah. Horses? Really? <laughs> I'm actually stunned that at a time we're putting babies in jail, and I've just decided they're babies. They're babies to me. That, that we're putting babies in jails, but we're also concerned about the harassment of horses. <laughs> and you know women didn't have bank accounts. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Visitors have reported seeing apparitions of the ex- executed men. Some even appear to be hanging from an invisible rope. I love it. I don't. Ooh. <laughs> A cell on the top floor is haunted by an inmate who died by suicide other objects here objects move on their own and visitors sometimes get touched by unseen hands a majority of the building is no longer used but some government offices are currently on the first floor apparently the cells in the basement are still there but access is pretty restricted so i will have to get in there somehow yes yes Yes. No, it's, it's frustrating because, like, there's no tours of that one. I think at one time, the podcast I was listening to said they did do maybe two years ago. That doesn't make sense because of COVID. But at some point while we were in China, they did do, like, all these places were open for one big tour, but they've never done that tour uh, since. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yes. Okay, so now... We are going to the Millennium Center, which I have two pictures of. I have that one, which is super pixelated. And this one, which is the same picture, but less pixelated. Uh. Okay. Have you ever seen the movie Cult of Chucky? The Cult of Chucky or just Chucky? The Cult of Chucky specifically, I think. Okay. So that's a no. And it's also a no to the Chucky one as well. <laughs> I love how you had to clarify. There's a little girl at the school I work at who comes in every day and she's like, have you seen The Conjuring? Have you seen Chucky? Have you seen Annabelle? And I'm like, girl, no. <laughs> I have literally, I, I love scary movies, but not alone. 
Yes, yes, it is. And yes. all my friends live in different countries, or Ali's the only friend that I have that's close, close. Oh, Ali and Krista that live in the city, and they don't do scary. So, yes. Yeah, I'm not about to, Morgan, Morgan's not enough for me. <laughs> okay, I feel so that. This, is the, <laughs> this is the Millennium Center. It was used in the film Cult of Chucky, but apparently some of the previous staff, including a secretary who died there, how? I don't know. They didn't tell me. And it's stuff like that. It's like, no, how do you have a secretary die on site and not tell anybody how? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm just going to imagine. Uh, oh, I've decided this was a library. I don't know why I felt this was a library. Millennium. It has to be used in a library somewhere. I thought this was a library, so I just assumed books fell on top of her. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> but she can be seen floating across the win- windows and decided to maintain residence there even after death, which I cannot imagine a job where I liked that enough to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nope, sorry, maybe, no, even if it was a library, sorry, I'm out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, now I know what it was. There is a rumor that the bank's superintendent still walks the halls during social functions, but that could be prevented, or he could be preventing stray partygoers from walking around and just pushing them back to the party. Oh. Which, of course, the superintendent would do that. Yes, 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 yes. But again, man, go towards the light. <laughs> okay, but this is actually the second building on this location. Oh, that word you love is about to come up. The first one was actually taken brick by brick, which blows my mind, to Regina with an R. <laughs> <laughs> and this is... This is the fact I was excited to tell my mom. This building has a basement and there's tunnels all over underneath the city because it was so cold. The university I go to is full of tunnels as well. But the tunnels underneath this building lead to a stable that's underneath this building large enough to house horses that worked within the bank. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And apparently the tunnels could like handle horses with carriages, which is crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, like... All of that is happening underneath the ground. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to cut back on that whiskey. <laughs> I'm starting I'm starting to sound like Bill and Ted. Like, dude, that's all happening under the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll start to like it at some point, though. Okay. This is... Oh, Burton Cummings Theater. I have been there. I have seen throwback to Mississippi. I have seen Mavis Staples of the Staples Singers, who is my god. I'm pretty sure I've been blocked on all her social media accounts. <gasps> I saw her there. I love this. I just reached out to her a dozen times, like, can I meet you? Oh my god. I, I, I love that woman passionately. She's an incredible woman, and her family are incredible. They Most of them have passed, but they are. In, they were incredible people. Um. So I saw her perform there, and that is how I got... None of these are my pictures. There's my Burton Cummings Theater. Right there. Oh. I, I saw her perform there, and I would like to leave that. It's the most important thing that's ever happened there. But <laughs> Burton Cummings Theater, named after Burton Cummings, who was part of the Guess Who. Not the Who, but the Guess Who. Ah. Uh. Which is the, the band that played the song that I have tattooed on my body. So he is, yeah, there, now you know that. Um, It is a theater at, no, 
364 Temple Street, and that is not alcohol, that is dyslexia, previously known as Walker Theater. And I think most of these ghosts that are about to come up were there at Walker Theater time, not Burton Cummings. Mm. And you know what? This place could be haunted as hell. I didn't notice anything. I was too focused that night. I was straight up, I was the youngest <laughs> person in that audience, and I was fangirling. <laughs> like, my dad just sat back and let me do my thing as I was freaking out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Actually, there are a couple entertainers, not her. She's alive, she's fine, but if one day she decided to haunt her Cummings, I wouldn't complain because that is how I'm going to meet her. You, you better knock on wood real fast. <laughs> like, oh my god, yes. Oh my god, yes. Uh, actually, I did go back. She was there with someone else, and the someone else is the odd performer who is actually better recorded rather than in person. Oh. So, yeah, no, it was a really r- random moment. He introduced his band every song, too. And at some point, Dad leans over and he goes like, hey, I know where the backstage door is. You want to go back oh. there? And I was like, uh, duh, why didn't you offer this ten minutes ago? <laughs> And I'm, sh- I'm sure the security guy was lying to me because, like, I'm a crazy soccer girl. And he was like, go away. But apparently I missed her by 10 minutes. Oh. Another thing I will never forgive my dad for. He held on to that information too long. <laughs> I would have met her. I would have met her. Uh, I'm pretty sure she was still in there. And he's like, go away, child. <laughs> like, I was. I was only 18 at the time. And, like, I'm 25 now, and I was only 18. But, yeah, no, I was so excited. Anyway, focus, Sabrina. Okay. <laughs> Some of these, and the podcast I listened to did cover this as well. Anyway, this lovely lady and her husband, Lawrence Irving, died on the RMS Empress Ireland when it sunk. It was actually the worst maritime accident in Canada. However, the... Burton Cummings Theater was the, or not the Burton Cummings at the time, it was the Walker Theater. It was the last place they performed at before they died. So they appear to have returned to this theater. Um, And they must have really loved it because they still hang out there. And the audience must have loved them because they still hear, the staff often hears hands clapping and disembodied, disembodied voices after the theater is long empty, particularly oh, on the cool. second floor, which is where I was. <laughs> this this second floor is known as the gods only because it is so high up. Oh, so it'd be, I would think the second floor would actually be the gods would be the third floor. That's oh. where I was. I got I bought my tickets last minute and I just wasn't oh. sure if anyone would go with me. So I bought cheap, cheap seats all the way up there. Um, the second floor is not that high, really. Oh. But I like the, I like the old design. Like it could have been an opera house at one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, where was I? Doors tend to open and close by themselves, and guard dogs are known to bark at nothing and refuse to enter some rooms. There is also a ticket seller in the box office who loved his job enough to not quit, even though he died shortly after the First World War. Oh, my gosh. These people who just stay at their jobs. I'm just like, ugh, that's real sad. Right. Like, either, like, you know what, if you loved your job, great. But, like, you didn't have family or, like, a park yeah. that you loved. Or, like, a Like, house. I just think, like, it. Yeah, if I croaked right now, there are so many other places I'd go than BJ7. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm not going back to work. 
that'd be like me haunting the university right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which would make sense. If you hear a girl walking up and down the hallways moaning, that's because <laughs> I'm at university. Okay, and next we have the Royal Manitoba Theatre Company, which is my personal connection to Keanu Reeves. Oh, nice. He, like, Keanu Reeves is impossible to Google. I love the man, but, like, his Google is confusing as hell. Apparently he was in Winnipeg for quite a while. Oh. And he performed here while he was, he performed at the Manitoba Theatre Company while I was here. Or he was here while he was here. Jeez. Um, the Manitoba Theatre Company actually holds incredible plays. Like, I've been to a fair amount of them, and they're all fantastic. That's good. Oh. Yeah. So, if this is also haunted, though, and again, I'm so focused on the play, I don't notice anything. However, I think they mostly haunt the actors. Oh. Yes. So, this one, again, I'm about to break down a story. There is a ghost, but it's not who people think it is. Oh, okay. Okay, it does not look haunted at all, as the building was built in the in the 70s, um, and it looks a lot more modern than most of the haunted buildings I've shown you, but I think there was a previous building here that did burn down. So that'll play that'll play a role in this. Okay, office staff has rep- have reported items going missing, then showing up in the same spot later. Giggling and running footsteps can be heard in the halls, and a young boy has been seen by a set designer running through the workshop. Oh. Yes. So these could actually come from the theater company's first home, which is built in 1904, the Dominion Theater. Staff have gotten f- have gotten fed up with weird activity, so they actually did their own investigation. This led to a boy named George. George was the son of the Dominion's caretaker. He dreamt of being an actor and loved playing pranks on visitors. Unfortunately, George used a wheel used a wheelchair and there was a fire at the theater and George didn't make it out. Oh. Yes. However, there are no reports of a fire being at the Dominion Theater or a boy named oh. George. Oh. Yes. So a child might have died some way, somehow, but that's not how. Mm. Yeah, it was also discussed that, like, at the time the Dominion was built, it wouldn't have been accessible. So a child could not have lived on the second floor in a wheelchair. Oh. It just wouldn't have been feasible. So, yes. Um, however, whoever is haunting it is actually really funny. The building was demolished, and the MTC moved into their new building shortly after, and people started getting pranked. One example happened when an actor who wasn't a believer in ghosts, he was rehearsing a scene and joking about how, oh, please, this place isn't haunted, and a book flew across the stage and hit him in the head. Oh, okay. He's a believer now. Um... Yeah, and then I just cover, I, I don't follow my own script, so I just discuss how the Dominion Theater never had a fire, but Keanu Reeves had been there. <laughs> yes. So. Who is also still alive and well, and knock on wood. Oh. And... No, I love that man. <laughs> he can go. He cannot go. <laughs> I need to make it up to John Wick 78, okay? <laughs> yes. Okay, now we are moving to the Fort Gary Hotel. Look at that Ooh. beautiful hotel. Oh. So it is, yes, 
So it is right behind um, where that silver car is passing. If you walk across that street, that is where you'd find the Lower Fort Gary uh, no. National Historic Site. I see, I see. Yes. So the Fort Gary Hotel is at 222 Broadway and is Winnipeg's most luxurious and oldest hotel. It was built between 1911 and 1913. And I guess if I died while I was on vacation, I might stick around too. That hotel is expensive and I'm getting my money's worth out of it. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So room 222, which is this picture here, which does not actually look that impressive. I'm not going to lie. But that seems to be the most haunted. People oh. who stay here have reported cameras and phones not working, hearing footsteps and hangers scraping in the closet, move objects moving and not feeling alone in the room. And sometimes they actually feel someone beside them. Oh. Yes. So the Winnipeg Free Press reported on a sighting of blood running down the wall. And the Global Mail reported on a politician so someone who's not supposed to be into ghosts and stuff, who stayed in the room and felt someone getting into bed with them while they were alone. Oh. Not cool, ghost. Not cool. No consent. Right? Also, just do not. No. No, if I can't see you, don't get in bed with me. <laughs> exactly. So there is a woman who can be seen looking out of the window in room 222. 202. She can also be heard crying, and intense sadness can be felt in the room. Oh. I feel like this is a common ghost name. She could be Kate, a woman who hanged herself in the closet after finding out her husband was killed by either a horse-drawn cart or a trolley. Oh. Yes. Although some believe that for some reason Kate has not accepted Kate was not accepted by her husband's family and may have been killed by his father. And he <gasps> never likely told she left town. Oh, ooh. Second ooh, time I get to cover strange relationship. Yeah. Yes. Which, girl, just dip. Like, he's not worth it. Yeah, yeah, for real. If Kate's family hates you enough to kill you, just get a new boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is coming from someone who's never actually had a solid relationship. So <laughs> No, no, you just haven't found the person yet. Oh yeah, I love the crappy ones. I would totally the guys that I've dated, dip, dip. <laughs> okay. Guests and staff from the staff from the past have also been seen throughout the hotel, especially in the ballrooms. Mm. These guests include a harmless diner who sits near the window in the Broadway room and occasionally rattles dishes, which I feel like that's it. I just imagine those people who sit there and, like, ring their cup around trying to get your attention that it's empty. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I really hope it's not that person. Another is a woman in a white gown in the ballroom and a singer in the palm. And how I don't know more about this. A singer in the palm lounge with a bullet in his head. Oh. This oh. one also brings headaches when in the area. That would make sense. That would How sense. I couldn't find more about a guy who just, he must have been shot while singing. And there's no reports on like musician murdered in performance. Like nothing. Yeah. Oh. 
Okay, and here's the tunnel. There's also an underground tunnel at one time connecting the hotel to the train station because they are really close to each other. Mm. Stuff like that is very common due to the weather here. It is reported to be big enough to ride a horse through, and now it seems to have vanished. Hotel have looked, and they can't find the whole tunnel. Oh. Interesting. I'll do I'll do it. I'll find it. <laughs> yep, I would love to find it. Okay, so now we go to the lower Fort Gary, which I don't have, even though I took photos there. I didn't put any of them up. Okay, so... The Lower Fort Gary now is over 175 years old and seems to have collected a few spirits. See, and this is why I don't think I was in the right area, because the big house is not there. There is no big house there. Oh. Unless it was, uh, there were lots of buildings there that were very big and very old, but none of them looked like houses to me. Uh. So the big house was built for a governor of the Hudson Bay Company. It seems to be a hot spot. People have seen an apparition of a woman in the basement um, and the kitchen, and people have reported feeling presences in the warehouse, which was previously used as, guess what, a jail and an asylum. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Yep. Yep, I love that. Okay. So now here's probably our funnest one. Oh, Lord, this is a long episode. I am looking for a beautiful picture of a woman. There we go. So this is Dr. T. Glenn Hamilton. And here is a woman with something coming out of her face. Uh. Yes, I'm going to leave that beautiful picture up for you as I keep talking. Okay. earlier from Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. No, it's disgusting. We're moving from that. (laughs) It's still there, though, but don't look at it. Okay, so the quote from Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was a response to the Hamilton House on Henderson Highway. In 1920, Dr. T. Glenn Hamilton apparently conducted frequent seances with with mediums. Mm. Him and his wife, Lillian, Lillian, spent their spare time trying to investigate the paranormal secretly. This couldn't possibly go wrong. This seems to have started when one of their sons died at the age of three, which I feel like that's the regular thing. They just cannot move past that. Yeah. Yeah. The great contact with him. Yeah. So they use several message methods to communicate with the dead, including Ouija boards and table tipping. Have you heard of that one? No. What's table tipping? It seems to be really similar to Ouija board where they just use a table to like, the table tips as I'm doing this and you can't see me tilts and tries to like move something around to show oh, letters. Gotcha. Yeah. He conducted experience to test telekinesis as well, using dozens of cameras facing one side of the room, ready to capture anything that could happen and a wooden box with one side open. So objects could only be moved from one side at the time. He was actually, um, these were actually really new techniques. Oh, in 1926, he gave a lecture on telekinesis, and it was so well-received, and his seances quickly became the thing to do in Winnipeg. It oh. attracted many people, like Sir Arthur, Con- Arthur Conan Doyle, who even apparently came back for after his death to check out one of these seances. Oh. Yes. Questions have arisen about the authenticity of some of the photos taken, the ones... The really, really gross one is 
a photo of a medium with ectoplasm coming out of her nose, which has since been proven, and this sounds so painful, it has since been proven to have been tissue paper with photos from newspapers cut out and clipped into them. Oh, uh, oh. Uh, yes, that just sounds how, like, oh, and I've heard does, of people, like, shoving things into their bodies to bring them out, but how do you get that up your nose? Yeah, like, ow, just, ow. And how do you talk normally with all of that in your nose? I am absolutely hoping that that was a stage photo and there was no seance attached to that. And it was literally yeah. just something that kind of like taped to her face. And they were like, hey, pause for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I've heard stories of people like sticking terrible things into their body so that they could pop them out during seances. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's not worth it. I don't want to be famous that bad, you know? Yeah, exactly. Especially okay. during this time, though, which was like the height of the spiritualism movement. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And to be honest, we don't really know who is behind these photos because Dr. Hamilton was actually so respected for his scientific methods. Like he was a very scientific man. So it's surprising that he was so into the supernatural, but he tried yeah. to mix science with the supernatural. So faking it like this would actually be really surprising. Mm. So Dr. Hamilton founded the Winnipeg Society for Psychic Research, which I found nothing about. Uh, I can't join because I have no psychic abilities. The Hamiltons took their their seances very seriously and continued after Dr. Hamilton's death in 1935. Rather early, actually, to their popularity. He died pretty quickly. Um, So they carried on his legacy for quite a while. The house Mm -hmm. is now a homeopathic clinic, which I feel is quite fitting. Oh, that is very fitting. Yeah. So that is it for Winnipeg. There are are a lot of ghost tours you could take on the city. Only because I couldn't find any other information, including from people who took these tours, I assume you'd get similar information, but you could get more personal experiences at least. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sabrina, are you ready for my case? I Damn. Do you have the ability to screen share those photos? I do not. I don't oh. have them on my computer. They're copy and okay. paste from Google. Okay, well then you know what? I'm going to go to our chat and look at them and then I will download them for our Instagram. Yes. Yes. yes okay. Yes. Carry on. All right, here we go. So we are doing Manitoba, Canada. Again, way far too cold for my liking. Um, but I have found a very interesting true crime case, and I have to give a huge thank you to the Winnipeg Police Museum and the Manitoba Historical Society. Uh, these are the two main sources I used in finding my research on this particular individual. My case today is the story of Bloody Jack. Bloody Jack's real name is John Larry Karchefo. And he was born to Ukrainian parents in Romania. He was born in 1981. So just to kind of set the time period, Canada and the U.S. were in their Wild West era. And we were having the gold rush. So a lot of people going west all the time. uh, A lot of people bouncing back and forth between Canada and the U.S. And this made Manitoba particularly susceptible for crime as criminals would often cross back and forth over the border to escape trials and charges. And also because Manitoba was kind of the biggest city for a few miles around. 
Um, so put a pin in the crossing over the border fact, because we will come back to that later. Uh, back to Jack. Jack grew up in the town of Plum Coulee, which is about 104 kilometers south of Winnipeg and near the USA border. Jack was said to be pretty bright as he could speak five languages and exhibited a love of learning, although he didn't attend school often. A quote from his childhood, quote, from his earliest year, Jack exhibited a violently aggressive streak. Ordinarily a placid, friendly boy, he flew into towering rages when crossed or disciplined. End oh, quote. I've taught him. I know that kid. <laughs> right. Yeah. He threw a chair at me. Oh, my God. So he, Jack has a major authority issue. Um, when he was 11 years old, Jack was charged with stealing five watches from a watch store. The judge let him off as long as he refrained from stealing. That was very short-lived as he was sent to jail when he was 15 for stealing a bicycle. Do you happen? Oh, we already know which jail that was. Yes. Well, we don't know that's, I'm sure he goes to jail multiple times and he probably went yeah. to multiple jails. Yeah, probably multiple jails. Um, yeah, so after this, Jack traveled to Australia where he trained to become a professional wrestler. He won a few matches in Australia and then journeyed back to the US and Canada to wrestle under the names Australian Tommy Ryan and Pearl Smith. It was a short-lived career as he stopped in 1902 he then returned home and made the drastic career change to begin giving lectures about the importance of temperance. Which is a very drastic career change. <laughs> a little bit? A little bit? Yeah, a little bit. Hmm. Also, what do you know about temperance? You have a temper, but no temperance. Yeah, I would assume he's like one of those born-again Christians. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. And that always right. lasts so long. Yes. Oh, my gosh. There must be something in the Manitoba water at the time because Jack returned to a life of crime as he began to give out bad checks and was soon sent to the Prince Albert's penitentiary. Jack tried to escape en route to Prince Albert's by trying to jump from a train handcuffed. Oh, yeah, totally. That's something I want to do with my life. His security guard was there to stop him, though. Once at Prince Well, thank God, because the only alter alternative was his face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, oh, my God. All right. Once at Prince Albert's, Jack was given the job of painting the outside walls of the penitentiary, which is just a horrible job to give an inmate in general, because, rat, bleh, because Jack whacked his security guard over the head with a paint can and escaped with three other prisoners. I love it. Like, who thought that was a good idea? Like, let's go get the prisoners to paint the outside walls. Wow, what a great idea, Bob. Some free, cheap labor. You know what, though? That actually surprised me in Canada that that doesn't still happen, because in my country, when you see men out mowing the... Yeah, sorry, I should stop saying that. But when you see men, because you know it's going to be a mess when I say that, when you see men out mowing the lawn by the highway or, like, painting the lines on the side of the road, they're prisoners. Yep. Yep. So I just assumed that was still happening here. And Dad's like, no, oh no, those men are paid. Yeah. Yeah. Just. 
so smart. So smart. <laughs> I'm actually surprised we haven't had more men disappear. Actually, last year we had a man named Jesus go dis- um, escape on Christmas Day. Oh. Which I think is great. Hmm. Nice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after this, Jack held up a shipment of money worth $2,500 at the time, meaning it was a lot of money nowadays. Um, he held it up at gunpoint and fled to the United States. Once he was in the United States, he worked his way up to New York. And from New York, he got aboard a ship to Europe. Once in Europe, he kept robbing banks with one story of him rocking, locking a manager in a vault at a bank in Milan. After that, he went to Russia and got married there in 1905. Do we know how old he is? Because, like, travel was slower at the time, but he has now gone to can- or from Romania, Canada, Australia, Canada, United States, Italy, Russia. I'm going to say he's in his early 20s. That is impressive. Yeah. I'm assuming he went to Australia when he was 15 because, or maybe 16. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, he's probably in his early 20s at this point. Okay, good for him. Oh, yeah. Aside, aside from, you know, the bank robbing. Right, of course. Of course, of course. So, in 1906, Jack returned to Canada with his new wife and settled in Plum Coulee. Again, the same town where his crime started. Where He's not a recognizable face at all, though. They totally right? Who I'm he just was. like, I'm just like, no, no one recognizes this man. What? Ah. Like he looks kind of like a vampire. He'd definitely be memorable. <laughs> right. So, so he settled again in Plum Coulee, where he proceeded to find another bank to rob. He robbed the bank in the town, but was recognized and then fled to the United States again. Remember what I said about the border jumping? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is gonna happen a lot. <laughs> Um, so Jack was in the United States until 1908, where, strangely enough, Jack came back to Plum Coulee to appear as a witness for his friend's trial. The friend was in court for a murder charge and possession of a firearm. Jack testified that the gun was his, which could not be proven in court. Jack was then arrested for the 1906 robbery and went to Stony Mountain Penitentiary. (gasps) What a shock! Oh my god, you come back to court and expect not to get arrested for a crime you did two years ago. Sorry, statute of libertations doesn't doesn't affect you yet. Yeah, actually I wanted to cover Stony Mountain. I've got a, my dad has a couple friends who serve time there and they're fairly certain it's haunted, but I, this is actually on me this time. I never reached out. (laughs) Oh, It's all right. Yeah. Next time. Next time. Yeah. So after he was released from prison in 1913, Jack and his wife went to Ontario, where Jack tried to be normal and got a job as a broiler maker. He tried. So hold on a second. He fled to the United States. Did he bring her? Yes. Oh, okay, so she fled to the United States with him, came back, watched him get arrested, hung out while he was in jail. Girl, once again, 
once again, just yep. like Kate at Fort Gary, leave. Yep, yep. This, 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 the wife, they never even give me her name, but his wife just keeps following him around for some reason. Although I assume like souls tracked each other, so maybe she was a bit on the spicy side too. Maybe, maybe. But she was a woman, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Continue. You're good. So Jack is normal. He got a job as a boiler maker, but due to his violent nature, Jack lost the job, of course, and went back to Manitoba and decided to rob the Bank of Manitoba in Plum Coulee. And you'd think that Talon would just ban him from coming back, but like, no. <laughs> like, How do I not know this town? I mean, it sounds like a fairly big town. It's got multiple I- banks. I I don't know, man. I'm just like, what? Anyway, Jack took to watching the bank, kind of stalking it about, and discovered that during the lunch break, the manager of the bank was the only one in the building, because obviously everyone else would go to lunch. So on December 3rd, 1913, at 12.30 p.m., Jack entered the bank dressed in a trench coat and a handkerchief over his face. He robbed the bank at gunpoint, stole $4,200, and fled via a taxi. When he was fleeing, Jack turned around and fired one shot at the manager, killing the manager instantly. Jack told the taxi... Oh, go ahead. Oh, just said, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. And the taxi driver was like, you're right, sir. Let's drive. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Jack told the taxi driver to drive three to to four miles out of town. And if the taxi driver told anyone what happened, that he would come back and kill the driver. Jack continued to flee up to Winnipeg, where he rented some room on 439 College Street, telling the landlady that he was a school teacher and needed a room. Yeah, he looks like a school teacher. Right. <laughs> As a school teacher, I can say that. <laughs> the provincial police and the Winnipeg police were on the case, and they found three witnesses who witnessed the murder and who gave descriptions of Jack to the police. One of Jack's friends, Benjamin Rolfe, spoke to the police and told them where Jack was staying. The police raided the house on College Street on December 10th and arrested Jack for the murder and robbery. They found $1,500 of the banknotes and loaded guns in the room, although Jack did not reach for a gun to resist arrest. Now, can we re- wait, can we reference a musical there? Uh, we both oh, reach yeah. for the gun, gun, gun. <laughs> I actually have no idea what musical that's from, but I was like, you know what? We did it last time. We could do it this time. Yes, it's yes. <laughs> and I took the shotgun off the wall and I fired two warning shots. <laughs> oh my gosh, anything can be referenced to Chicago. <laughs> Honestly, though, when people pop their gun, I feel that. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, sorry, carry on. You're good. Uh, now, since both the provincial police and the Winnipeg police were both involved, both of them wanting to take credit for the case, but they. C- but they couldn't both charge him with the same charge. So the Winnipeg police attempted to charge Jack with, quote, unlawfully giving a revolver to a youth, unquote. So he was held in Winnipeg on that charge first until December 22nd, where the charge was then dropped. Jack was then officially arrested by the provincial police on that day. 
the provincial police and the Winnipeg police made a deal to where Jack will stay in the Winnipeg jail as it is in the same building as the courthouse and they didn't want him escaping again. Look, they're learning. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) But gosh, these police officers are still just so stupid. (laughs) Jack was awaiting trial and he had two constables, Robert Reed and William. Oh, but it's always constables. Like I just, I just associate the word constable with like, Oh, he's going to escape somehow because the constable is going to be silly somehow. Am I right? Put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. Okay. Okay. Jack was awaiting trial and he had two constables, Robert Reed, Robert Reed, and William Flowers watching him at all times. Jack Reed and Flowers. Yep. Okay. Flowers. Jack would tell the two constables about his time in Europe and how he had so much money and diamonds oh, yes. and was so rich. And That's why he's robbing lifestyle. banks. Jack, yep. would also, Jack would also tell his lawyer, Percy Haggle, the exact same stories and promised all three of the men to give them a cut of his riches if no. they helped him escape the jail. Oh, my God. Flowers refused, but... Haggle and Reed said yes and agreed oh my to gosh. Jack escape. I love it. Reed and Haggle met to discuss Jack's escape plan and hired two more people to help them with this, Buxton and Westlake. Uh, I think I have a picture of all four of the conspirators in the chat. I think I saw it. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I'm in Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh, no. <laughs> I have, yes, I have all three of them. And you know what? Uh, I can see it. <laughs> yeah. Buxton was a caretaker at the building and Westlake had a private office in the courthouse. Buxton was to sneak in a rope and gun to Reed, who was to sneak it into Jack's cell. Once Jack was free, he was to run to Westlake's office and wait there until he could safely leave the city. Haggle was then to pick him up after hours and drive him out of the city. The plan was to do this on January 8th, but Haggle got too drunk to drive, and so the plan was delayed. I was going to ask that, because if they were drinking what I've just been drinking, the plan sounds pretty solid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. So it was delayed till two days later. On January 10th, 1914, the plan was in motion and worked. Jack pulled the gun on Reed and Flowers and said, quote, I'm going to leave here, boys, and I'll kill anyone who tries to stop me. Go into the closet and don't come out or try to call for help for 10 minutes, unquote. Jack locked both constables in the closet and began to climb down the building with the rope. Unfortunately, the rope broke and Jack fell 30 feet, spraining his ankles, knees, and back. Haggle picked him up and drove him to Westlake's office where Jack continued to hide. So that was like the change in the plan because Haggle wasn't supposed to get him till later. But Haggle, mm-hmm. I guess, saw him fall and then just like picked him up and took him to the office. I love this, though, because this crew just looks like a group that would get a rope that's 30 feet too short. Right. right I love right. that. <laughs> it's like a Three Stooges kind of thing going on. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. Very, very funny. So sad that it's real, though. Yeah. (laughs) On January 12th, the police went into an investigation of how Jack escaped and called forth and questioned all the people involved. 
Reed took the stand for 10 hours, and after 10 hours of answering questions, he finally broke and revealed the whole plot. Reed and Hagel were arrested. Reed was suspended from the police office. On January 22nd, Reed and Hagel were sentenced to seven years in Stony Mountain Penitentiary, where Reed unfortunately passed away while he was there. Westlake was also arrested, and Jack was returned to custody on January 18th. Jack was free for eight days. I gotta say, I actually expected them to, I expected you to say, and they snitched immediately. <laughs> no. so I will give them the slight credit. Like, ten hours of questioning would have been horrible, so good for yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jack was finally tried on March 18th, 1914. Interestingly, at the trial, Jack's lawyer asked that asked the court if Jack could give an unsworn statement instead of presenting evidence for his case. The court refused the notion, and Jack never gave a testimony or statement in court. Here is what a statement that a reverend wrote down from talking to Jack in prison, um, and this is said to be what Jack wanted to say in the trial in the unsworn statement. So, quote, I intended to rob the bank, but not until Friday, for the simple reason that on that day, it was likely to receive a consignment of cash. However, Buxton sent out a man to do the job. I was angry and went into town and met the man who was an old pal of mine, told him that if it was going to be done, I would do it myself. I entered the bank and the other man remained outside. I told Arnold that the robbery was soon to be committed. Meanwhile, the other man looking through the window saw what was going on and came in. I told him to go to the safe, but he could not get it open. Arnold said that it was locked. I told the other man to stand guard over Arnold. I opened the safe and the other man took all the bills and started towards the front door. Arnold followed the other man through the front door. I had a gas gun and I filed fired it at Arnold, but at that same moment, Arnold fell, for at that same moment, a bullet was fired by someone else. The other man kept running. Oh, of course, it was not him. There was just a whole other random person. Exactly. So basically, he tried to pin the murder on someone else that ran and got away and wanted to instead just accept the smaller charge of bank robbery. Yeah. And yeah. he also claimed that he only had an air gun, not a real gun, and that he didn't want to kill anybody. Well, yeah, totally. Yeah. But since the taxi driver came forward and testified that Jack was alone, and because there were three witnesses that saw Jack alone, the court ruled that Jack was guilty of murder, murder on April 9th, 1914. Jack was hanged for the murder and his crimes on July 9th, 1914, and was buried at Brookside Cemetery. He was 33 years old. Wow, wow like, that's actually a lot for a 33. Yeah, yeah, that's that's like a pretty full life for a 33 That always old. frustrates me with criminals. It's like, you accomplished, you like, you traveled all over the globe by the time you were 33. You could have done something worthwhile with your life. Exactly. It's like, why, why crime? Why? You know? Although clearly he was not good at planning, so... Yeah. <laughs> While not one of the bloodiest of killers, Bloody Jack is known as one of the infamous bank robbers of the Wild West and is remembered as a famous Canadian outlaw. So when you think of Billy the Kid and Jesse James, remember to also think about Bloody Jack. And that's my case. I dig it. Okay. 
Very interesting. Um, I actually think that was a fantastic case. That was hilarious. Oh, good. Yay. I just imagine them running around, like, literally um, Three Stooges style. There's, like, that crazy music in the background as they're running around full speed, bumping into each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty much how his escape went. Oh, and if you, Sabrina, want to see some artifacts from this case, the gun and the rope from the escape attempt are at the Winnipeg Police Museum. And the air also... gun, you mean. Yes, yes. Yeah, and... real. there is no gun. Yes. And they also have a, the piece of rope that was used to hang Jack, also at the Winnipeg Police Museum. I was hoping you were going to say the piece of rope used to in that failed escape attempt. No, that, that rope is there, too. Oh, good. Okay, I'm not down yeah. for seeing the rope that used to hang him. That sounds like yeah. it'll join my a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the failed escape attempt, that sounds fantastic. I want to see the rope that was 30 feet too short. Yes. Yes, yes. yes. I also Googled it. Uh, Plum Cooley is quite near the border, so that makes sense how we cross over frequently. And it yes. is really close to Morden, which is where Bruce the Shark is. Oh, and also important to literally only me but that's where I got my car from (laughs) baby's home yeah okay so I think this went really well we chatted for a bit but I think we had pretty good two good stories yeah 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 I where are we going next Maddie uh I believe next uh, not next week in two weeks we are going to northern UK yeah, near Manchester area. area. Manchester, yeah. Middlesbrough, that sort of area. And we're going to have a guest star. We very well could. So I actually don't have my case yet. I'm working on that. I got to finish finals hey. first, which yes. is also why we are currently not doing weekly episodes. We'd love to, but right now we both have a lot going on in our life. We decided to have a podcast when Maddie starts a new job and I went back to university. So it's going to be bi-weekly for a second. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Just for the sake of sanity. Thanks for listening and stay terrified. Join us next week as we go to the northern UK and cover a true crime and paranormal story there. Bye. Bye.